This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. It's early. Here. <laughs> here. We're here with the Practical Prayer Podcast, and you wanted to talk about getting something new. Yeah, yeah, because this is New Year's and New Year, it's a new year. Get that mixed up. Anyway, it's like, what is this, the eighth? So, yeah. um, I think etiquette says that we legitimately can say Happy New Year up to seven days, and then we, after that, you do what you want. But, but people are still thinking about new and what they want new for their lives, weight, exercise, relationship, you name it. Every time I talk to somebody, it's about wanting something new. But what I shared with you earlier, and I'd like you to talk about it, is that new happens when you do something new. You can't wish and pray for something new to happen. You have to be a part of it. Um, and how you, much a part of it is... You always do what you always done. You always get what you always got. Right, right. right. But, you know, yeah. And so I think it's... Your, our participation is important. You know, with that creating your own reality kind of thing that line that people use, and I mean no disrespect by that, but um, you are being a part of, so you can't just pray for something to happen or sit there and hope. If you want new, you have to do new. That's and, true. Uh, or at, at the very least, you have to be willing to do new. You have to be willing to let go of what we've always, what we've been doing before mm-hmm. to allow something new to happen. The Quakers had a very uh, convenient, concise way of putting it which is pray and move your feet. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, I, so. I, I made it a little more complicated. If you're lost in the woods, uh, pray and start walking because God is going to guide you, but your feet are going to carry you. I think that clarifies it. You say more complicated. I think that clarifies it quite. Well, I definitely adamantly. use more words. Yeah. It clarifies it. You know, because here's here's the other part that I had mentioned to you before, is how long does it take for new to happen? It could be instantly, or it could take time, but we don't know that. And I, I think, because I've experienced both, and my expectation or hope that if I change this, this is going to happen like in 15 minutes or less. But you don't know. So I think 
the concentration should be on our part of what, you know, our part of the new or moving our feet, right? And, and the, the choices are, what am I, what, what are my activities and actions and choices now? And then how much time do I allow for the unfolding? So I will tell you the, uh, the story that started years and years and years ago. It was probably in the late 1990s, early 2000s. So I'm relatively new to this house that I'm living in. And, um, I thought, and, and we, we got some, some landscaping done and we put in some trees and the, my wife and the, uh, the arborist, uh, decided that one of the trees was going to get put in was a weeping cherry tree. So like a willow. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And I was currently in a class and, um, there's the, the, the metaphor of that you can be, um, flexible like a willow or sturdy like an oak. And when the wind comes blowing, they both react differently. So the, the willow is much more accommodating and the oak is much more s- strong. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have both of those in my yard? So my teacher, uh, we, we were taking classes in her house in, in New Jersey and <clears throat> she had a bunch of oak trees in her backyard and it was fall. And I said, I'd, I'd love to have an oak tree. So I came to class one night and she had a little oak sapling in a Dixie cup. And she gave it to me. She said, here, this is found this in the backyard. You can have it. So I thought, oh, that's great. I'm going to plant that. Uh, I'm going to have an oak tree. And I'm going to have a weeping cherry tree. And it's going to be a little metaphysical, metaphorical story <laughs> right there in my yard. And then the sapling died. I mean, I don't think I got it home before that thing was withered. So it was not going to do anything. And some number of weeks later, the arborist came in and looking around the job that they're going to do. And there was a scruffy pine tree that was too close to the house. He said, we'll take this out too. I said, great. And <clears throat> growing up next to it was a sapling of an oak tree. He says, yeah, we'll get rid of this. And I said, no, I'll leave that one. And I think it was like maybe six feet tall. So he said, okay. So they planted the, uh, uh, the, the weeping cherry and the other plants that were in the backyard and they straightened out this oak tree and they took out the pine tree. And so I had a little oak tree and a relatively mature weeping cherry in my backyard. And they grew and they grew and they grew and they continued to grow. And then three or four years ago, the weeping cherry uh, got diseased. So we had it taken out. And the oak tree continued to grow. It's like 40 feet tall now to the point where my next door neighbor is like, who in the world would plant an oak tree between two houses? And it's like, uh, <laughs> me, <laughs> that was my idea. I didn't decide where it was going to go. It, was, it decided. <clears throat> and so it continues to unfold. And there's another saying that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the second best time is today. Mm-hmm. So that's a long story to answer to address what you were asking about, which is doing something new. So I had an idea that I wanted an oak tree and I thought it was going to come from my teacher's house and that didn't work. And then there's an oak tree that came from a completely different source. And then there's the wondering 20 years later, was that a good idea? (laughs) So what do you think? I I think that we are always in the moment making the choices that we're making, doing the best that we can 
given the opportunities that are at hand. And I didn't grow the oak tree. The oak tree was already there and growing. I prevented it from being taken out and opened the way. I made the decision. I made the choice to allow it to continue to grow. And all the growth that's happened is, is it has nothing to do with me. I mean, I've been maintaining it, but <laughs> it's not me doing the growth. It's the oak tree that's doing the growth. So when we want something new, we have to uh, be willing to let go of what had been there to make some space for it and then do what is ours to nurture it and get out of the way for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, and I was thinking about doing what is ours. We don't always know what that is, Uh, but I tend to be slow and methodical about things. And so I'm always thinking about the next step. If I do this, you know, what are the variables? What, what might happen? If I do this, this, and this, well, it's a little slow. I think I probably drive some people crazy, but you know, <laughs> what the heck? That's how my father was, and you know, I'll leave that alone. But it's it's good because I'm I I get uh, being a reformed control freak. Would you call me like um, reformed yeah, the, the or recovering control like freak? I think recovering control freak. Um, Gives me time to rethink things and see what it is to uh, mine to do. And most of the time, most of the time is to, like the tree, just back off and let it grow. And if I have something, some input or something that's required of me, I'll know as we go, uh, rather than handling every piece of it in the beginning. You know, yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question that that almost seems rhetorical, yes. uh, in that I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is. So, and and I'm very I'm very familiar with the circumstances. Saying, all right, I'm observing what the situation is. I know <clears throat> what the pieces are, and I understand that if I take this next step, then this is how the unfolding is likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the experience of figuring all that out and having it not work at all? So I'm at yes. the next step and, and and then like crash and burn. Or yes. you're getting ready to take the first step and the fifth step that you were thinking about getting to six months from now suddenly happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to think that we are the ones who are making the choices and who are in control. But that kind of proves to us that it's well beyond what we have control over. I have a little thing that I say, right? That will that helps me. When I get to that part where the it didn't do anything the way I thought, whatever step, I stop and I say, "Listen, God, this is not what we discussed. <laughs> it's not what we discussed. I need some clarity here." Now that sounds arrogant, you know. When I say that to people, they're like, "Oh, you talk to God that way," but it's not. It's me saying, we had a discussion. It was probably just me doing the talking (laughs) Mm -hmm. and imagining that God is just going to sanction and go along with everything. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but it's enough to make me understand that I am not in control driving this thing 100%. 
And sometimes it's coming up. Yeah. The less specific we are about the new that we're looking for, the more latitude we allow for it to come into being. Okay, so right there, you could stop right there when you say the less we say or we expect. The less specific we are. Less specific. Um, You do need to be specific sometimes, right? Um, You need uh, to be clear. Okay. For example, uh, prosperity. So Mm -hmm. we can, in our practical prayer, uh, say a prayer for a specific amount of money. So I have this event that's coming up, and it's going to cost this much, and I'm going to set the intention to have $6,000, an extra $6,000 show up in my life somehow, and then get hired for a a side job um, or have an investment pay off unexpectedly or get a gift from somebody else or the car gets totaled and suddenly the payment includes an extra $6,000. Uh, we can be specific in that way, but it is usually a lot better to, for us when we set the intention of, I understand that this is the financial situation that I'm in, so I open myself up to the infinite abundance that exists everywhere, and I know that everything is paid for and everything is taken care of, in which case, perhaps whatever it is that I needed the $6,000 for, I don't need the $6,000 anymore. Somebody says, oh, that, that trip we're going on? No, I'm taking you on that trip. Mm-hmm. You, you must not have understood. You never had to pay the $6,000. <laughs> so, so it's leaving room for all possibilities. Exactly. The, the, the less specific, the broader we can be about the intention that we're setting, the more open we can be to the good showing up for us, the more avenues we allow for that good to show up. Because sometimes it might show up as an acorn planted in a little plastic cup, and sometimes it might show up as something that's already been there in the side of the yard that we didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how things, to your point, you know, some things happen that way. I tend to hide money. And I I don't, I don't know if I think about hiding it, but whenever I get more than I'm expected, than I expected or whatever, I'll put it in different places. Invariably, I forget it. I mean, I'll Mm -hmm. put it there thinking, okay, this is what I'll get when I need it. I always forget it. I even forget that I have it or whatever. So the other day I opened a drawer and there was money. I don't remember when I put it there, but it was me. I did it because I know how I pack my my little treasures. (laughs) I, I looked at it and I said, this is me. And it was perfect because I said, well, I got to go out and I grabbed a certain amount and it was like, I thought I was going to have to save money to get what I want. I didn't even think that I'd get it when I went out. I thought, I got to save for this. And when I got to the store, I had put the money in my pocket and the thing I wanted was on a gigantic sale, gigantic sale. Can I tell you how much more money I needed? 12 cent. And I, and I reached in my other pocket where I had a bunch of change and I'm looking at this at the counter and I'm thinking, God, spirit, whoever's out there, look at this. I counted out 12 cent and gave it, you know, I was just having a delightful time at the register. And, uh, 
it was interesting that the gentleman who was the cashier, he had one hand and the other had been amputated. And he said, is this the exact amount of money? Because I don't feel like counting it. And I said, it is exactly right because I have a clip on each 10. (laughs) (laughs) He looked at this and he looked at me. It was like, he didn't have to count it. Each, it was right there. He said, great. He said, you want these clips back? I said, yeah, give me my clips. So, yeah, it's... Interesting when you when you tell that story, and you know, there's the the, the shopping expedition you want to go on. You think, oh, I have to save for this, and it turns out you already had. Yes, yes, you already had. That's that's the partnership with the infant. Let's take a let's take a break, and then continue discussing getting something new. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace, anytime you want. All the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons, broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice, there are experiential activities and exercises, and at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. This conversation is really, really exciting to me. This is new, or this is creating something new, which is kind of the whole idea. And that's the idea of new thought, is we can have a new experience, and we get to have a new thought first. And the it just it simply addresses the understanding that there's one creative power that creates everything. And that one has created each of us and that we are using that power to create our next new experience of life. And sometimes we feel like figuring it out and muscling it is the way to go. And that works often enough that we keep trying it. And other times what we're trying to do is clearly so much bigger than what we can handle that we have to turn it over to prayer. And it's that that area in the middle where, what do I have to do here? <laughs> what earth moving equipment do I need to pick up or rent to push the pieces around? Um, instead of saying there's an infinite power that's capable of creating this change and just open to that. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, I just did a gratitude challenge. And one of the day's gratitude was being grateful for what you know. Uh, when I was a total, completely um, excellent, actually, control freak. I was good. I'm sure you were good. You were uh, and I was fine because I didn't know any better. But then when I learned better, I started thinking about, you know, I, I stopped myself 
what do I know about this? What do I know about the way things work that will guide me in my next thought or my next step? Now, I'm not at all perfect. You know, the intro says I have some questions. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I will stop and say, what do I know? And I can't tell you how many times I've got to the fourth step in the gratitude and just being grateful for what I know. Because it's sometimes it doesn't tell me what to do. Sometimes it may tell me what not to do or just hang tight for a second and see what comes to mind. You know, it's, it's what you, it's what you know, but if you don't, you don't have to know everything. Right. Maybe it's enough to know that you're not in it by yourself and there are other things at work. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's the, uh, there's the story that you can drive from one side of the country to the other 3000 miles in the dark with headlights that only reach 200 feet in in the in, in front of you and see perfectly well the whole way because you don't need to see the whole thing yeah. you just need to see the next turn yes yeah we should do a whole broadcast on that podcast on that like you okay. don't need to see the whole thing yeah That's and we're we're it, that that dovetails in so well with what we're talking about now, which is getting something new. When we have the idea that we're going to get to the West Coast, we don't need to understand every turn and every zig and every zag along the way. We don't need to see the entire road before we start on the trip. We can set the intention that we're going to get to San Francisco and then make sure we have everything that's required to get the trip underway. I mean, we want to make sure that the, there's gas in the car. <laughs> it has the likelihood of making it the entire 3,000 miles. Uh, also, that we don't have something in our schedule that's going to require us to be back at home in a day because we're not going to make it there and back in that amount mm-hmm. of time. So there's a little bit of preparation and planning and, uh, and organization that goes into it. But there's a huge amount of committing to the process and then letting – letting it unfold. Yeah. I, I think there's a word that comes up in my mind. It's faith. Yeah. And um, that's a tough one in some circles because it's not defined well enough, I don't think. But uh, in New Thought, just the way you explained what you just did, how you explained it, it it explains faith. Like, just hold on a minute. You don't have to know everything. There is, like, there is a reason that spirit, God, exists. You know, God does have some purpose here. (laughs) And and some abilities, (laughs) okay? So how about figuring out where you can let God in? Sometimes it takes a little bit at a time, I think. I'm going to even turn that around backwards. It's, it's not like God is here too. It's like God was here first. So it's not like God has a purpose for us. We have a purpose for God. So there's this partnership because we are, we are expressions and individualizations and particularizations of God. So the, the fact that we're here means that there was an intention for us to be here and that there's an intention that God had for us to be here. And forgetting that we're in partnership with the infinite doesn't serve us. So 
it, it you know. yeah, if if you're used to not being a control freak, that's one thing. But when you're <laughs> when you are, you do have to do a little bit of of thinking. Now, I held this up. I don't know if you're going to see it. You can't can't see that, but you can see the size of it. It's this yeah. note that I put on my computer, uh, the stand next to my computer. It says, "Spirit." How do you want to manifest yourself in this service? And that's a big thing for me because as a pastor for the number of years that I was, I had to make a lot of decisions and a lot of planning. You know, and then I come from corporate where you do the five-year plan and the three-year plan. You're friggin' in control of everything. And, <laughs> and, and you get comfortable with that as we talked about. But remembering that I'm not the only one in this, you know, like how much God is in it, all of that takes a bit of time. But to begin to say, okay, I'm not the only one in this. And so even though I have a good idea about what I like and how I think it should turn out, sometimes that's a, that's a feel good for me. You know, it's... Oh, yeah, I, always. Yeah, it's a feel good for me that I have convinced myself is a good for for all, and and that was um, that was a milestone, you know. So I said, okay, wait a minute. If God is in this, how about consulting and waiting to see what spirit may want to manifest in this, you know? And if God moves in me through me as me there must be a track, so to speak, in me, a God track or some kind of way that God expresses. How about giving God a shot? You know, I don't have, that's not the right words I know. I know exactly what you're saying. And you know, to go back to the story that I told earlier, um, it would be completely possible for me to go back and get another acorn and another seedling and insist on growing my oak tree from the backyard of my teacher's house. And I might have tried over and over and over again to make that happen and let the arborist take out the oak sapling that was already there Mm -hmm. because I had a different idea. No, it has to work this way. (laughs) And I, you know, very possible to work across purposes to the intention that I actually had, which is to have this oak tree growing in my yard. So, we always have the opportunity to open to the guidance, to the to the vision of what's what's available and what's possible, and let go of our attachment to it's got to be a little thing in a Dixie cup, and it's got to come from that yard, and it's got to be planted here. As we let go of controlling the specifics, and we are more engaged with what's going on around us. All kinds of possibilities happen. A friend of mine was looking for a relationship. This is years and years and years ago. He was looking for, uh, he basically had had been married. He wanted to be married again. And he made a three-page long list of the characteristics of the woman that he was looking for. And unbeknownst to him, the woman that he wound up being married to very happily uh, was making the same sort of list. His three-page long list, there were two things on the list that, um, that, that she didn't match up with. And one was that she's got dark hair and she's also taller than he had anticipated. 
And the fact of the matter is, they've been going to the same church for a while. (laughs) 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 And it was when they opened themselves up to what's possible that they connected. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Long, long time ago, uh, in church, some individuals were, some sisters were praying for mates. And, you know, everybody, they were talking about what they wanted. And I said, well, suppose he is short, has less hair than you wanted, and maybe his teeth are not quite all real. (laughs) And they looked at me like, how in the world do you pray for something like that? I said, no, it's not praying for it. You're praying for this personality, so to speak. But it may come in a package that you're not expecting. And like the light went off throughout the room. And there were a couple that connected with somebody that was right there, you know, in Mm -hmm. that church. Package a little different. Not always less than expected, but I think if you open yourself up, what you get, what you ask for. It, exactly. it may come different. As, as we, Is that okay? As we were discussing previously, the less specific we are, if we can be a little bit more general, let go of the actual, actual specifications of what we're looking for. Yeah, do I want a, a woman who looks like this and talks like this and is educated here and has this much money and all the rest of it? Yeah, that'd be nice. But what I really want to do is feel that heart connection and, yeah. and, and be connected with my soulmate and let go of... Yeah, redhead (laughs) or uh, or height or whatever and when i get that experience the rest of it falls away yes when i get the important part the rest of it falls away let's take another break and then we will do a prayer on getting something new learn to put practical prayer to work in your life the steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And this, I enjoy these conversations, but I got to be honest, this is my favorite part. (laughs) The prayer part. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's it hits home a lot of times, but um it helps me to learn and understand how it's just great. This is my favorite part. 
Thank you. Thank you. And a practical prayer is uh, is a specific uh, format for prayer um, that has been proven to work over the years. And I'm not going to go into the exact steps. That's what the book and the other 134 episodes of the podcast are about. <laughs> but we end each podcast with a practical prayer based on what we've been discussing. And today the prayer is about getting something new. We are always able to create and invite something new into our lives. And a couple of things happen when we want to do that and when we're going to use a prayer technique to do it. The first thing is we need to be very clear about what it is that that newness looks and feels and and, and tastes like. So the more clear we can be about the feeling that we'll have when that newness is upon us, the more latitude that we are allowing that infinite creative power that creates everything to create it for us. And then we get to get out of our own way. If we have been doing things in a particular way and it's not been getting us the result that we're looking for and we're looking for a different result, we get to let go of the idea that we are going to continue doing what we've been doing and that's what's going to get the the new result. And the prayer is going to encompass all of that. So as we turn our attention away from the world around us, from the specifics, from the path that we've been on, the experiences that we've already had. And we open our awareness of that infinite creative power, that one divine presence, that one love, that one source that we call nature or spirit or God or the Big Bang or whatever it is that was the only thing in the beginning that has been unfolding and releasing and revealing itself as newness and freshness and something different in creation ever since. Everything is that one unfolding in its own particular way. There is nothing that is not that divine presence. There is nothing that is not God. There is not anything in existence that cannot trace its lineage back to that one source. And that includes me and includes each one who is listening to this prayer. We are all divine and perfect expression of that one infinite power. So all of the good everywhere is available to each of us in our own way. That divine creative power is already working to create the next experience of life that we're having. So as we open to that new experience that we're inviting, as we settle into the tone and texture and flavor of that which it is that we are desiring, we open a channel through which that infinite power can flow to create that newness for us. And it's not necessarily going to flow the way that we decided it's going to flow. It's not going to do it how we would do it, because there is so much more possible as we let go of our attachment to thinking that we already had control over how it's going to happen, as we let go of the thought that it's got to be this way, and open to the experience that we are desiring and seeking. That one infinite creative power flows into our experience to create that newness for us, sometimes in exactly the way that we would have done it, and sometimes in a way that is so completely unexpected that we never would have thought of it. And the good unfolds. Love is at hand. And newness is underway. So as we open ourselves to something new, as we let go of that which has not been working for us, the law responds and the good unfolds. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good that we're each experiencing. I'm grateful for the willingness of each one listening to let go 
or whatever has not been working, or even what has seemed to be working, but is no longer necessary. And open to that newness. And allow that infinite creative power to create something new and wonderful. I'm so grateful for the wonderful way this is showing up. I'm grateful for the stories that we get to tell about just exactly how quick and uplifting and fabulously successful this process is. And so with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law, that same creative law that has created everything. And I know that it is already creating this. This good is underway now. And so I let it be. And so it is. The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.